welcome to ATRI Podcast, a series where we explore and understand how research in the environment and ecology works and how its implementation can pull us out of climate doom. The ATRI Podcast is your one-stop shop of curated content on conservation, sustainability and the environment. This is your host, Namrita Murli. Today is going to be an exciting episode with Dr. Nitin Pandit, the director of ATRI. I've had the incredible opportunity to work closely with him over the past year, and I can promise you that this episode is going to be riveting as we delve into ATRI and the fascinating, groundbreaking work being done. Dr. Pandit has led many organizations in the US and India, such as WRI, IIEC, and ENSYS. His expertise ranges from energy efficiency and sustainable development to project management and business strategy, making him an extremely capable leader to ATRI. And if I may add from personal experience, he is also incredibly kind and motivating. So let's dive right in. Dr. Pandit, there are so many pressing environmental issues today, irreversible loss of biodiversity, rivers threatened by planned projects, invasive species threatening healthy forest ecosystems, pollutions in our water bodies. With these issues in mind, how does ATRI plan to tackle them? And could you walk us through what the next five years look like at ATRI? Sure. Thank you for uh, having me on this podcast and uh, and uh, your incredibly kind introduction. Uh, uh, look, I think your question is a uh, is a question that a number of organizations are trying to address today. Uh, the environment has become uh, front and center, thankfully, uh, in some ways, because uh, for a number of years, uh, all of us in the environmental field have been seeing the steady uh, and rapid uh, degradation of our uh, ecosystems and our waters, uh, and to some extent, uh, uh, the livelihoods of the of the poor, uh, in particular, uh, where the gap between the rich and the poor widens even even more. So, from many perspectives, uh, uh, it was necessary to start focusing in on these uh, very complex environmental issues today, which are. Uh, interlinked in so many ways. Now, uh, so for an organization like ATRI, which uh, is one of the several organizations, uh, you know, trying to uh, get society to focus on uh, on key issues, uh, the main thing uh, that, uh, that comes, uh, that becomes important uh, is to retain some kind of focus uh into the areas uh, that are well represented and that we can cover well through the uh through the capabilities and expertise that we've been able to gather over the last uh, 25 years or so uh, and uh, which is if i can just say so uh not shabby at all uh the i think the in terms of getting focus uh, areas uh, you know, first thing, geographically, uh, we are focused on India. Uh, you know, we have collaborations outside. Uh, that's, you know, science is a global uh, enterprise right now. There are global issues also to deal with, uh, like climate change. 
But at the same time, our focus uh, is in India. I think that gives us plenty of work to do uh, over uh, uh, the next uh, several decades, I'm sure. The second uh, focus that uh, we are looking at is that uh, we know certain uh, areas that we've focused on so far. So we're going to certainly use that and leverage that uh, to affect the, those concerned areas. And those are essentially in biodiversity, in, in water, uh, in climate, uh, and in livelihoods uh, in terms of, uh, and especially uh, from the social sciences perspective. Uh, so those are thematic issues. Uh, sometimes some themes get added and so on, uh, but broadly speaking, that's where E3 has been, and that's where we are still trying to invest more uh, to to look deeper and deeper into those uh, areas. I think the third uh, area that I would look at uh, is sort of our approach. Uh, our approach is again focused uh, into taking deep science into deep societal action. Um, so what I mean by that uh, is that uh, when we are looking at uh, seeing the role uh, of evidence that needs to be translated into action, such as policy, uh, we want to make sure that, uh, that, in fact, we are able to provide the kind of evidence that can be consumed easily by society where action needs to be taken, and largely to impact our uh, human or anthropogenic uh, uh, actions that uh, that we need to change our behavior with, and and to that extent, uh, you know, we are focused on sort of um, evidence based uh, action. Uh, we are uh, uh, we are very careful uh, in trying to uh, keep our focus away. Uh, from um, what in today's uh, uh, world uh, online uh, would refer to as sort of uh, um, fake news. Uh, and, and, uh, and we are very deliberate about it because we want to make sure that we are not going into, uh, say, policy-based evidence rather than evidence-based policy. Uh, let me just uh, stop there before becoming too controversial on the first question itself. So, Nitin, what I would like to understand is there are innumerable organizations the world over and in India working on causes similar to this. So what makes ATRI unique? So uh, one component of, uh, uh, of uh, ATRI's uniqueness uh, is that we are designed to be uh, multidisciplinary. Uh, right from day one when uh, Dr. Bawa, Dr. Uma Shankar, Dr. Ganesha, when they all set up the organization, uh, their all, whole envisioning, as I believe, was to bring into India a unique kind of institution that uh, brought multiple disciplines uh, together, that started talking about ideas of uh, coexistence of humans and and ecosystems uh, and 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 flora and fauna and so on. This is something that was, you know, quite ahead of its time in that sense in India, uh, and and that remains our sort of uh, core ethic and vision. Uh, that uh, the as the world becomes more and more complex, uh, it's even more important 
uh, to keep that very multidisciplinary approach uh, towards problem solving uh, that uh, that we have, and that ethic is an important component of uh, of what Atri does and sort of our raison d'être uh, for uh, for uh, the work that we do. Um, and that strong ethic also drives uh, where uh, we focus our deep science. Uh, it is uh, it is problem driven. Um, so, for example, we have a superb uh, uh, PhD program, uh, a very uh, high class program. Um, but the problems that are uh, handled and tackled by our PhD scholars and their committees are ones that are real. They come from the field uh, and therefore they represent a, a complex um, uh, interwoven uh, system of uh, causes and effects uh, that cut across disciplines. And ATRI is able to, to cater to that uh, by bringing the right kind of uh, expertise together. And, and I would say the, the last one has to deal with, therefore, how ATRI is structured, and which is um, we are structured as uh, not only an academy which produces academic uh, work, uh, including our PhDs and so on, uh, but in addition to that, we also have a presence on the ground. So we do bring in uh, the elements of uh, what it takes to be an NGO and also the elements of what it takes to be a think tank. So it's a, it's a unique combination uh, of these three different types of elements, which, uh, uh, which is what allows us to be very multidisciplined in our, uh, uh, in our approach. Going back to the academy that you mentioned, you're generating um, the young PhDs and the future of the environmental um, thinkers. So how do you ensure that these young scientists have a holistic approach, like you mentioned, which it is important for HE to have? So how do you ensure that these scientists have that too, that and um, keeping in mind that India is an overpopulated country and can still... Uh, keep uh, human well-being at heart of its policy making. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, the the key here uh, is again um, a holistic approach uh, is something that allows you to make sure that you're looking at uh, a problem from different perspectives. Uh, that you're able to compare and contrast uh, uh, different uh, ways of approaching a, a problem. Uh, I think the way I would characterize it is uh, uh, think about uh, a problem or a, a particular issue being um, being like the house, and we're all on the outside of this house, uh, trying to look in and understand what it what it looks like on the inside. Um, when you look at it from one window or another or one door or another, you see different views of the house. It's the same house. But uh, when you look at it from these different perspectives, you get different views. And it's important, therefore, for us outside uh, looking into a particular issue to be able to look at uh, uh, different perspectives in order to get a better and better representation of what this house must be on the inside. Um, 
uh, it's uh, it's it's the same uh, issue as uh, in a way the blind men and the elephants where uh, individually uh, and from one perspective you may not understand what uh, what it is that you're looking at uh, but only by working through different perspectives and by working together uh, you can uh, come to a reasonable uh, representation of of the system and therefore be able to tackle the challenges uh, within it. So I would say that sort of is a other uh, other metaphors for trying to understand how a tree uh, applies uh, sort of holistic approaches uh, to this uh, and and to look at it from uh, uh, from different perspectives uh, so that we can come to uh, as I mentioned a good representation. So what makes Atri unique must also bring a whole set of unique challenges. What are these unique challenges and how do they vary from the organizations that you've led in the past? There are, I think, different levels at which organizations operate. Uh, and, and we all know this in the sector, in the nonprofit sector, as it were, uh, that, uh, you know, some are interested more in policymaking, others are interested more in in implementation, uh, others are implemented in uh, or interested in more in research um, and so on. I think uh, one of, because of our uh, holistic approach and multidisciplinary approach, uh, we uh, feel that we bring something unique to the table because uh, we feel that we try to break down silos uh, between uh, different approaches uh, to sort of try and bring them to that uh, same uh, conceptualization of a problem so that we all have a shared understanding uh, of uh, a particular problem and therefore a shared approach uh, uh, towards solving it. And we feel that that is uh, important and necessary uh, for us to, uh, to develop uh, because then only you can engage uh, society into sort of uh, pulling together uh, towards making uh, that change. Uh, so engaging society into uh, into action to try and conserve the environment uh, environment uh, and and to in fact restore uh, a lot of the lost environment. Uh, it's really important to to try and uh, uh, and break these silos. Uh, this is uh, this is not an easy issue to deal with. Uh, some of it is self-created. We've created these disciplines, you might say, that we simply uh, find it very difficult to to step away from and and to think about it from different perspectives. But that's what I think Atri is trying to do uh, in in this sector. And in order to do that, therefore, uh, what is unique uh, for us. Uh, and the challenges that uh, are therefore face a tree have to deal with the fact that communicating um, these messages becomes more complex. Uh, our communications are uh, uh, therefore nuanced and therefore not easy to convey uh, to people who are not necessarily in our sector. Uh, so while I think holistic uh, approaches are good for trying to get an understanding of systems, uh, but they're not necessarily easy to convey to others who are normally used to 
a very prescriptive uh, approach where you tell them, you know, here's step one, step two, step three, step four. But when you say, wait a minute, it's it's a little more complex than that. Uh, you tend to you tend to lose uh, attention. So communicating uh, these complex messages uh, in simple terms uh, becomes uh, uh, becomes uh, a challenge for us uh, in Atri. Uh, you know, I believe it was Einstein who said many uh, years ago that uh, uh, make things as simple as possible, but no more. Uh, so in simplifying messages, I think what happens is many times outside, uh, uh, you get messages which are oversimplified and therefore they lose meaning. Uh, we're trying to be careful not to do that, but it's a balance. It's a, it's, it's a tricky balance to, to capture the complexity that characterizes the problem, uh, yet be able to describe it uh, in, a, in a simple way. Um, and I think that's our core challenge that we are still uh, we're still working it out. I don't think we have a uh, the final solution to this uh, issue, but I think we're doing quite well. So Atri works across so many landscapes and so many complex issues. The environment is a hot topic, as you said. And uh, would you say that there is enough work being done in the field? And how can India as a country do better to address these problems? And what are some of the changes we need to see from the government to create long-term impact? Wow, that's a that's a long question. Uh, that can make me go into a one-hour soliloquy, uh, but uh, but I'll see what I can do to explain it in a in a in a few sentences. Uh, okay, so. One of the issues uh, that we do deal with, I mean, one of the main issues, I guess, is is biodiversity. Um, and in that very name itself is diversity. Um, and um, uh, I think overall uh, society has found it uh, useful or um, um, easy uh, to deal with things that are not very diverse. Um, uh, you find uh, uh, our agricultural systems, for example, you know, we have monoculture, which has taken over. So even technical systems are much more, uh, uh, you know, uh, monocultured uh, in some sense. And we are losing a lot of the diversity, whether it's biodiversity or other kinds of societal diversity uh, uh, that uh, that we are seeing more and more. For example, uh, the diversity in our languages uh, around the world uh, is reducing uh, dramatically, as as we know. So overall, uh, when we work across so many landscapes and complex issues um, uh, regarding the environment, what we find is, uh, you know, how do we capture um, what's in that diversity? And again, that goes back to the previous issue about how do you explain that diversity and the complexity, uh, and yet be able to see large-scale societal impact. Because typically, we are used to describing scale in terms of the number of, uh, or the the uh, or in terms of numbers, which explain how much we have, rather than uh, how many things we have. Uh, so, so therefore, I think uh, describing that diversity becomes uh, tricky. And 
there isn't uh, uh, enough uh, research uh, nor work out there in uh, in characterizing and also embracing uh, diversity uh, in uh, our society and certainly in the environmental work that uh, uh, that we are pursuing uh, more needs to be done there uh, I think there's also it's also important, uh, therefore, for uh, uh, for our society to be more involved in uh, ecosystems. Uh, we find that as we urbanize, uh, we follow uh, some very simple and uh, to quite an extent uh, uh, a developed nations model of uh, uh, you know economic uh, systems. We tend to follow that same path, the cookie cutter path. Um, wherein, uh, you know, uh, very similar lifestyles are evolving ur- across our urbanizing landscapes. There are certain advantages to that, but at the same time, we don't want to lose the connection with soils and ecosystems and water and so on. I mean, you've heard the famous, uh, uh, you know, survey that was done, which said that a lot of children didn't know exactly where the water came from uh, that they they were receiving in their taps and i think losing that connection is uh, is something where a lot more work needs to be done to re-engage us with the ecosystems uh, that we are losing and therefore losing uh, sight of uh, and often what's out of sight is out of mind and and i think we're facing that problem uh, as a country, I think India, uh, oh goodness, I mean, there, there's so many things that we could do. Uh, it's, it's tough to really, uh, pinpoint on one single thing. Uh, but I, I would say that, um, that I think valuing our own, um, diverse, uh, ecosystems, uh, is, uh, is is critical uh, for us to try and uh, uh, and 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 gain even from from those uh, e- ecosystems. Uh, I think we have to uh, really value uh, how uh, our ecosystems have come about, uh, their history, uh, how people have lived in them for a long time. Uh, and try to understand some of these uh, traditional approaches and uh, contextualize them uh, also uh, in uh, where modern science is and, and modern technology is. Uh, by no means am I claiming that uh, we go back uh, to a mythical past uh, or a past uh, that, uh, uh, that is purely dogmatic. Uh, science will not support that. Uh, but it is very important to try to understand what are the things that helped us uh, coexist with our ecosystems uh, in a in a productive way uh, without um, mining them into uh, into extinction, uh, which is where uh, I fear some some uh, uh, some actions are taking us. Uh, so I think we do need to, as a country, we do need to appreciate our ecosystems enough uh, and value them enough uh, to not do that uh, to ourselves. Uh, I believe it was, in fact, a a World Bank uh, study that was uh, taken up a few years ago, which said that uh, while I think India was clipping away at a 
this uh, mythical GDP or a growth rate of eight point some percent, uh, the environmental damages conservatively estimated uh, were clipping away at a at a rate of five point seven percent. So the net gains were were much less than uh, what these uh, numbers tend to tell us, uh, and we need to be very careful in uh, in setting up our policies and our actions. Uh, that uh, that follow numbers that don't actually represent uh, what's happening on the ground. Uh, in terms of the changes we need to see from the government in terms of long-term sustainable impact, uh, it refers to that, uh, that uh, let's say, one study that I just quoted as an example. Uh, if we, it's, it's like having a, a bank account and using your own bank account and to say that, that you're growing. When you're depleting your bank account, uh, you're taking down your your uh, environmental assets. You're mining them, in effect, and uh, leaving those uh, systems without those assets for uh, for the future. And that is what sustainability is about: is about intergenerational equity, not only equity today, but equity for our children and our grandchildren uh, tomorrow. And if we continue to take uh, this approach uh, that uh, we will mine our, uh, our uh, natural systems uh, to the point where they cannot be recovered, I mean, what does that leave for our children and for our grandchildren? So I think we do need to, while we say that we are long-term thinkers, uh, I believe in actions, there is a lot of room for improvement. And I think uh, the government uh has a role as a critical role to play in that um but it uh, i believe there are plenty of opportunities out there uh, where uh, one can uh, see the government formulating policies uh, that would enable us uh, to uh, to uh, value and conserve and restore uh, our natural asset base on which uh, you know our country stands at the end of the day and where our children and our grandchildren will benefit uh, in the future so that's a lot to ponder upon when you say what is the kind of planet we're leaving our children and grandchildren so for those of us who don't know what we can be doing what would you say the arm janta can do to help amplify this cause and reach that sustainable future that we want to So, uh, look, there, there are, uh, I can give you an easy answer. I mean, um, one that says, uh, you know, recycle plastic, okay? Um, conserve, turn off the tap, uh, uh, you know, s- switch off your lights. Uh, I think uh, those are there, they, they, they need to be a part of what we do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and there is recognition of that. I think uh, to some extent, uh, uh, you know, a good section of the Indian society is a very frugal society, uh, somewhat by necessity, but otherwise also. And and I think th- those are good habits and, and we need to retain them. Uh, uh, 
I do believe, and then there's the other end, you know, very complex answer, which, you know, will say that, you know, we need to have an entire philosophical change in our approach and so on. And I, I think that's also, uh, something that, that one needs to think about, you know, in terms of, um, uh, you know, um, making sure that we stay with, uh, uh, democratic principles and, and share and, and so on. And I think, uh, you know, both those are, are necessary, but, but what we are seeing out in the field is that they're not sufficient. Um, uh, they, they are necessary, but not sufficient. And, and, uh, in my opinion, um, I believe, uh, what we do need to, uh, to think about uh, is uh, really from the standpoint of uh, of inequities. I think uh, uh, when you start looking at uh, at the at the as the rising inequities uh, in human society, but imagine even more when we see ourselves as part of ecosystems, the inequities that we impose on our ecosystems. Um, we see them only from a use perspective, um, but, uh, but not from a perspective of coexistence. Um, and it will come back and bite us. Um, uh, you know, topical today, uh, is the issue of the pandemic, uh, wherein it is, it is abundantly clear. We know this, that it is our development path, uh, of uh, destroying our ecosystems that has made it necessary for uh, for pathogens and viruses and so on to escape from there and and get into uh, the hosts that they need to occupy in order to survive uh, this uh, recognition is there amongst a small number of people but i think society needs to to embrace that and the common man uh i think the am janta uh needs to understand that uh, that no you 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 cannot just take uh, nature for granted it will come back uh by necessity and uh, and hurt us in the process and i think the pandemic has uh, uh, has uh, sort of brought out the importance of uh of uh, of coexistence, uh, and that's today. Uh, what we are finding in terms of the global ecosystem is the looming and um, and uh, uh, challenge of climate change. Um, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, we say it's long term, but you know what, folks, it's not long term anymore. It's here. Uh, we are seeing it, uh, and so I think. It's becoming more and more difficult for uh, climate deniers, uh, climate change deniers, uh, to be in that position anymore. And I say that not from a sense of uh, "I told you so," um, but with a certain sense of sadness. Is that we are here today, uh, and uh, and that we have not seen the kind of action uh, that uh, Am Janta can take. Uh, in order to support uh, climate-friendly friend- actions. And then uh, in the middle there somewhere, so there's the short-term, the immediate thing, please don't destroy our ecosystems today. Uh, get engaged 
you know, with uh, get your kids engaged, be out there in ecosystems and understand and appreciate what that value that they bring to you. On the other end of the spectrum is we need to take long-term actions to to uh, to try to make sure that they are climate friendly. And somewhere in the middle are uh, the kinds of actions that we need to take uh, from, say, a government policy perspective or from other societal perspectives where we need to work on our consumption, where we need to look at the resources that we will deplete Meanwhile, while we go from the short term to the long term, things like water resources, uh, the issues that we face in just the, uh, just the unstoppable use of uh, our precious groundwater uh, that, uh, that we are seeing uh, in India and elsewhere. For example, in the U.S., in the Ogallala Aquifer. So it is an issue. It is a human issue. And certainly the Am Janta can uh, think a little bit about the actions that they need to take uh, in order to appreciate uh, uh, what they need to do even in the midterm. Uh, so, so along a time scale, there are short-term actions, there are midterm actions and long-term actions that, uh, uh, that Am Janta can take to, uh, to uh, help in making the kinds of impacts that we need uh, towards a more sustainable world. Thank you, Dr. Pandit, for your insightful conversation. I took a lot away from this, and uh, this has been a great opportunity to pick your brain. It makes me connect so much deeper with the mission that ATRI has, and I can't wait to see ATRI's impact in the future. Thank you very much for having me. Stay tuned to our channel for more insights into the environment and the problems we face globally. Do subscribe to our channel to stay connected. Mm-hmm.